Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services, let them know Derek sent you. another one that's scar that's brandon i'm Derek. brandon how you doing you didn't even ask me if i was here and you were gonna start the show without me you literally i saw you i don't want to hear well and the episode was boring as hell thank you thank you i did i thought i thought i thought i was the only one i did i did i'm sorry i hate fucking flashback episodes anyway but that shit as a first episode. Plus, I only got to see Felix for like two minutes in the whole episode. I mean, the nigga was getting his. The nigga was out there buying and giving. Okay, so here's the thing. Usually when we have those episodes that we say, like, it's not, you know, it does, doesn't really rock our worlds. It ends up being Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? Where, you know what, Age of Ultron is the most important MCU movie. And I realize this did introduce Evie and MK or, you know, Mm -hmm. which are going to show up, I'm sure, throughout the rest of the move or the rest of the uh, show. By the way, MK is another one. Um, We also find out, I feel like this whole episode was just to explain more about those worms, where they were to find them at in the cheek and stuff like that, but it just was really, I thought that I was the only one. I thought maybe because I watched it late at night instead of during the day like I usually do. But I was just like, this is a lot of nothing. Just like that dead air right there. What dead air? That just happened. The The, the comfortable silence that we have amongst ourselves because we're friends. I didn't hear what you said. So you might have asked me something, and maybe that's why I was dead. Damn. I just thought that it was a comfortable silence. But no, I didn't I didn't ask anything. I was just saying that it felt like the show just didn't have much to it. And I know that as far as opening episodes go, for each season that we've done for every show, I think the first episode generally 
is the weakest in other shows. But for Orphan Black, I think the first three seasons, the first episode was always pretty powerful. Yeah, this is the this is the first first episode that's very much a setting the table. Yeah, and I mean it is truly setting the table. Also, Allison is giving drugs to Beth. Like I didn't know that part. Yeah, I mean that probably is why she has that that's probably why she has an issue with some of this shit later. We knew that she was on them. And then she gave she gave she gave her some clean piss and all of this other stuff. And that's probably why she ended up having issues with giving clean piss to Kasima and all of this other stuff. Like, you know, it's it's kind of maybe she feels somewhat responsible for what happened. I can see that because she was openly providing her drugs while also, you know, denying Kasima the opportunity to. Uh, get her own spot because even when we first meet Kasima, she got a girlfriend who's moving out the house. Like Kasima is a hobo sexual, y'all. Like real talk, she ain't never had her own spot. She ain't never been seen in her own house. She's the yeah, Kasima and a house in this show is akin to Tommy and a job in Martin. It's never seen. She talks about it a lot. We ain't seen it. Correct. I didn't like that new girl that we saw. I don't even know her name. MK? She ends up being very, very important. Of course she does. And she also um, is probably the reason why one of our beloved characters is going to turn. But it, it, it just seemed like for a second, I thought she was the German, you know, from the first couple episodes, but she isn't. And I'm just like, yo, how was she laying low this whole time while the shit hit the fan from season one through season three? And then she suddenly just pops up in season four, like, hey, I knew Beth and blah, blah, blah. There's a reason for it. I, of course, there's a reason for it. This show isn't going to leave no. Uh, untied shoes out there. It's not that ki- it's not that type of a show. This ain't a show where somebody just you know fucking hops in a coffin but, in in the it, fucking morgue, and then three days later they're, they're just wheeling around the jail like ain't nothing happened. But but it's very obvious that she only wanted to deal with Beth, right? Yes, she that's the only one that she was dealing with when they had the conversation about the others. You know, she, she was kind of chastising Beth. It's like you shouldn't have told them what they were. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's all, it's all, it's all connected. Well, of course, it's all connected. I did the thing, you know, the meme from "It's Always Sunny" with the board. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good show. Considering, I've never watched it. I've, it's I've seen good. I've seen clips. Them niggas don't give a fuck about shit. I've heard. Like, I know, Brandon, you tell me about Curb Your Enthusiasm and how they're all horrible people and shit. That's why I can't believe you just said it out your mouth. It's always sunny. No, Larry's not a horrible person. He just loves Curb. They go hand in hand. They're like people's two favorite shows. I haven't watched Always Sunny, but all my friends who love Curb, they always say, 
If you love Curb, you need to watch Always Sunny. They're Man, like the same show. I don't, I, you know what? Now I'm shocked because I fucking love It's Always Sunny. And Curb, but again, you did tell me that I need to watch the later seasons. What you want. Let me play a little bit of what you So that might be the situation. I'll give that, uh, I'll give that as much opportunity as, as it seems to be. So Beth's alive, Paul's alive. Beth is snorting pills. Um, yeah, I found that to be weird, bro. Like, like Beth she and was, Paul being alive or her snorting pills. No, nah, I mean, I mean, we get it. Like, it seemed pretty obvious this was going to be a Beth episode. Uh, but like, the fact that she, that she snorted the pills, I was like, because when she opened up her kit, I was like, that's a crack kit. Yeah, it is. But I mean. It's it gets to the bloodstream quicker. I guess. I mean, unless you, I mean, I I'm thinking that in the rankings of things you could do to get high, it probably goes pill pop, smoke, snort, injection. Yeah. As far as getting to the bloodstream, and I'm not quite sure. I don't fucking know. I don't do, and I've never done. But if you have. Yeah. And that's you want to leave us a message on Twitter? That's what I want. That's what I understand from the Dare program. Shut the fuck up! Shut <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, her and Paul, even back then, you could tell their relationship ain't working in that. For some reason, she's hanging on to something that ain't there. Um, well, I mean, well, when remember when Sarah found those letters? And she confronted Paul about it. She confronted Paul because she was just like, you know, her issue was the fact that you didn't love her. You didn't love her the way that she wanted to be loved. But you st- but you wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that you got to see a lot of this firsthand. You you know, this whole thing culminates in what actually happened with Maggie Chen. It's, it's like setting the table for a lot of things. It, they brought back Duco. They brought back Ramon. They brought back so many, you know, it, it, was, it was like starting over in some cases. And Angie. Yes, yeah. yes. This is this is the episode. I said, remember last week when I, I mean, last episode where I said, uh, I think she comes back in a flashback. And, and once she's doing the flashback, she pop up and be like, Sarah's shaky or Beth is shaky. That's her whole thing. Yep. And, and there's the last time we see her. Mm-hmm. No more Angela D'Angelo's. That's all right. She wasn't bringing nothing to the table past trying to threaten Allison anyway. And once that was done, I mean, what more do you have for me? Um, when you get outsmarted by Donnie, that's you. You don't need to be around here no more. Right. Give it up. Stop. I just wanted to let y'all know that there's a thunderstorm happening right now. So if, if some shit cut out, that's why. Your grandma would tell you to sit in the dark. Right. Run up her light bill. Mm-hmm. Sit in the dark so you don't get hit by the lightning. Yeah, I'm 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 gangster. So So Beth is on her way to see MK and um in the force, police teams are there and Beth is there with Art, 
who asked about the anonymous tip that Beth got that led them there. And they see the body of a man who has a hole in his cheek, or I'm sorry, his cheek completely cut out. Oh, and he has a bifurcated penis. Yeah. Which I can see the... the what does that mean? That means split that he split, his, he split his dick in half. Bifurcated means split into in two pieces. I can see niggas who would have two dicks being useful in porn, but I don't understand how you splitting your dick in half would help anybody. I sat there for a second, like LL Cool J at the beginning of I Need Love, thinking about that shit. Nope, I ain't put no thoughts into it. I don't want to think about a bifurcated penis at all. When Well, I was alone in my room, and I just stared at the wall. In the back of my mind, I felt my conscience call. Like, what the fuck? Then I hung up on my conscience. But then Art and Beth find footprints and one large set and one small that perhaps lead to a man or a woman. So they decide to go no, to breakfast. No, Beth shows her hand. Beth shows her hand because he said it's a, you know, a large and small. And Beth shows her hand because, of course, what MK already told her, she says, oh, maybe the small one is a woman. It's like you, you're not supposed to know that at this point. What, that it might be a woman? It isn't like she said, yo, it's a woman. White. Clownish. Yeah, she just... she Big-ass teeth. She just knew too much. Knock-kneed. A-cup. Beth gets a call from Kasima, who's in Berkeley, but's moving to Minnesota to be closer to them. So that's a... Makes a lot more sense. I, I couldn't see somebody like Kasima actually living in Minnesota, but I'm sure there are uh, white women with dirty dreadlocks who smoke weed in Minnesota. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all, don't you know? My favorite part of uh, Bobby's role used to be Bobby's mom talking in Minnesota. Yes, very much. Bobby, the don't don't you know? I don't I don't know. I don't fucking speak Minnesota. Um, she needs Allison to send her the tuition money so she could try and research a cure for Beth's German friend. And also, she just broke up with her girlfriend, um, so she needs a place to live. Um, and Kasima also knows that Beth is keeping her and Allison in the dark about the more dangerous things that she's investigating. None of this matters. None of it. The bottom line is the thing that they have cut out of people's cheeks has the worm in it, but we never even find out what the worm is about in this episode. And the worm was in the season finale. I was like, I was hoping they go into the worm in the, in the preview or in the first episode of the new season, but nope. The only thing we find out about the worm is it, it was grown. It was a, like a seed implanted and then it turned into that. Mm-hmm. And so um beth asks raj if she could borrow surveillance gear which is what you know sarah found later on um no she didn't find it did she i thought she did oh it doesn't matter you're the expert on the show but yeah she, she, asked she, didn't, some... she didn't find it because remember he came to her about returning it yes okay and there was some there was some surveillance equipment equipment in her trunk but the part that she installed that we watch her install. So they, she probably they never gonna found. find that somewhere down the line. So they, they, they never, so they never, they never found the part that she, where she drilled into the wall and all of that kind of shit. They never found that. Mm-hmm. 
And um, their their boss, Lieutenant, is asking Art if Beth's going to her meetings. Uh, Beth uh, goes to visit a camper uh, and goes in. And in there, MK's not there. Your princess is in another castle. Um, and Beth is like, motherfucker, I thought you'd be here. And MK, uh, is too paranoid to be meeting with her in person. She's somewhere else connected by network. Um, MK says the body that Beth found was a Neo Lucian follower. Um, and MK, MK also warns Beth that Neos are everywhere in Beth's bed in the police. So Beth shouldn't trust anyone. Um, and then she directs Beth to club Neo Lucian to start looking. And Art hears from forensics that the victim was named Edward Capra. So Beth goes to Club Neo Lucian and identifies herself as police and looks around. We also get to see uh, Oliver du- Olivier Duval, a.k.a. Kevin, who's trying on some jewelry on his tail. Still weird. Yeah, Elena takes care of that later. Um, Beth asks a few people about Edward. Um, and mostly one woman named Trina and her boyfriend, Aaron. And they point her to a uh, Neolution book and Dr. Aldous Leakey as their inspiration. Beth is sitting in the car reading Dr. Leakey's book and calls Allison to coordinate things. Um, Allison says she sent a courier who knocks at Beth's window, and it turns out to be Ramon, who has a basket of flowers with a brown bottle and a strip of pills underneath the flowers. And look, Ramon, who this is a prequel, but also looks older. Already. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) And he's like, man, y'all whole family look good. I'll fuck you in the back seat. Ramon style. (laughs) And um, Allison has a pistol from Beth, and she's eagerly loading and unloading it. As Beth says, don't touch it until I come to train you in basic firearm safety. Yeah, I didn't. I look when we were talking about how she was a sociopath. I was just like, "No, nah, she's not." And she got that gun in her hand, and it was just like, "Y'all was right." Yeah, she like, "I'm ready to murder everything moving. I can't wait to shoot somebody. We ain't gonna show me how to shoot. People need to be dead." She was ready to go one eighty seven real fast. Mm-hmm. And um, Allison agrees to get get Kasima's money in the bank, but she's like she wants Beth to take care of managing the clone's money since Allison might start to draw suspicion if she's constantly withdrawing large sums of money. And that's um, what that's how she ends up with the money in her purse that are in the account that Sarah finds. Yep. Yeah. At the Dyad building, a hall is being set up for a lecture on the illusion by Dr. Leakey, who's on the phone with Kevin advising him to just get Paul to take her on a holiday and repair the relationship. He's uh, then seen welcoming visitors to the talk and signing their books as an associate of his, Evie Cho, asks if there's a problem. And he quietly tells her that one of her subjects seems to have exhumed one of his, or one of his subjects uh, seems to have exhumed one of hers. Yeah, sorry, said that backwards. Take those things, flip it and shit. Basically, also, basically saying that the 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 worms are her. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that um, he wonders if she's getting hard right now because Beth is getting real close. Yeah, that's not what she wonders. <laughs> Did y'all know that Neolution is real? 
It is now. In real life, it's called transhumanism. I'm sure them niggas saw this show and was like, you know what? Called transhumanism. We're at the point in our lives where motherfuckers can literally look at a show and be like, I want to do that. Yeah. And put it together. Yeah, it's, that that transhumanism is it's a little bit weird. I mean, it's it's on the same level of this basic what we what we're basically calling the 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 low level of neolution body mods and all of this kind of stuff. But like you you notice the people at the top minus Kevin, um, none of them have any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Because they don't believe in the shit they're selling, right? And, and Dr. Leakey said the 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 thing about the 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 one contact lens and all of that other stuff. Uh, he said he said it as a joke, and they took that shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Like the girl Trina that uh, Beth is talking to, nigga. You can get anything modern on you that you want, and you put magnets in your fingers. I don't understand what that helps. Exactly, you can't Somebody even touch a disk drive. Real life. You can't touch your phone no more. Someone did that in real life. It was like they let them feel the magnetic fields. And some uh, other person, I actually listened to a podcast on this last week. Another person implanted something in their brain or body where they can uh, like, <laughs> like open their doors of their house and their car doors and garage doors with like their mind or something. I don't know. Some type of implant thing. It's, it, this stuff is real a little bit. That's weird. It started price. It starts by what? In the, it started in the military. Oh. It seems that seems likely. It just I can't see the logic in it. You can't touch your phone. Like the people who are getting those implants so that they can go to work and log in and stuff like that by just touching things and all this other stuff. And it's just like, why would I want that? Exactly. Huh. It's all just weird. Yep. But she uses her power to take a pin with her with the tip of her finger and hold the pin on the tip of her finger, and that's it. Yeah, and Beth is like, well, that's cool. No, the fuck it's not. Like, I feel like <laughs> there's a show called My Hero Academia where everybody, well, almost everybody in the world has a superpower. And some niggas have great superpowers like being able to control fire and ice. And some people have superpowers where they can um, control animals and stuff like that. And then one guy just has a superpower where he can get a sugar rush. Yeah. Like you have to eat sugar in order to get the rush. And another person has the superpower where they, they have a tongue like a frog. Yeah. And the other one, she's just, you know, she makes things sticky. Yeah. And then there's a pervert kid. Of course. Who throws his balls at everybody. He, he wants to dip his balls in it. Brandon, have you seen My Hero Academia? Sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen the, the cover of it. 
think you I like it. it. I've seen it and I don't even like anime. I think you like it. It's really good. Like I think I'm on like the fourth season or the fifth season. But I know Devin would love it. He already watches it. Oh, okay. Because he's good people. Not that you're not, Cause he, but because he watches a million animes. Yeah, he's an anime guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an anime guy, but I've but I've seen. I've definitely seen that. Dubs over subs, hoes. <laughs> you know what? I am more of a subtitle type person now. Because after a while, they just stopped putting out the dub version of it. You know what? I still have never seen Attack on Titan. I think I saw like, the first three episodes, and I was just like. This ain't going fast it. enough for me. I've never watched every, it. Every time somebody says dubs over subs, I think of Boondocks when they were talking about bros homies over hoes. Homies, homies over hoes. Now most people say hoes. most people say subs over dubs. Like most people hate dubs. I am not. I'm usually on my phone when I'm watching TV, so I can't be sitting there reading that whole fucking time. Like fuck this shit, dog. Do the homie. I watch I watch fucking Squid Game. I watch the dub of Squid Game. I'm not about to watch the fucking I'm not watching the shit in actual fucking Korean. That's not about to happen. Why not? I ain't got time to I ain't got time to fucking read the screen. I'm usually on my phone and doing other shit while I'm watching something. I don't I don't have the time to sit there and not do anything else while I'm watching TV. Uh. Okay, I feel you. If you got to read the screen, then you can't be fully engaged in all the extra stuff. I feel that. So, um, Art has a daughter. I'm just skipping through. So, you don't like Crouching Tiger, Scar? You don't like Crouching Tiger? I watched that before. I mean, Crouching Tiger came out before smartphones. (laughs) Did you know they made a porn of that? I wouldn't be surprised. I believe it was called Crouching Tiger Hidden Dong. Okay. It's like, there was that. No, no, no. It was Crouching Cougar Hidden Dong. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen that that episode of um, In Living Color where the the lady um, showed up for the, 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 the career day? And she said she was an actress. And they were like, were you in The Little Mermaid? She was like, no, but I was in Pocahontas. (laughs) (sighs) Speaking of Pocahontas, uh, Art and Beth actually did have sex. I mean, he kind of alluded to it. He didn't say that he actually did it. He did say that he loved her. And she, she was close to actually telling him what was really going on, but he didn't say that they actually had sex. I mean, she was wearing a sexy ass dress when Paul came home trying to give it to him, but Paul didn't want it. So she was like, I'm gonna give it to somebody who will actually appreciate it. And Art loved the sisters. I don't understand. I don't understand Paul. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like you're supposed to be her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like you can, she's trying to put it on you. You better get it. Right. And, and it wasn't like, it was. It, he made it seem like when he was ta- when he was talking to Olivier the first time, um, he made it seem Kevin. like she was def- she was she was the problem when it came to their sex life. No, nigga, that was you. You know, I, I really do hate the belief that men won't stop like playing video games, or whatever it may be, if their girlfriends or wives come over or significant other. 
stand in front of them butt naked, you best believe I'm losing every game for Team Leave It In. Yeah, fuck this game. Hey, y'all, y'all can listen if you want. I ain't muting shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do what I do because fuck this game. No, I'm just going to turn the fucking thing off. I'm hey, just going to fall out of I'm gonna fall out of whatever I was playing, and I'm gonna fall into some pussy. Like, what are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. So, if my girl is standing in front of me in a beautiful looking outfit, giving the "come get it" face, I'm gonna come get it. That's really the end of the story. Every time, I ain't never, I ain't never gonna choose fucking video games over some over over my lady. Never. Exactly. I don't know how they write that up, but it just shows they don't think highly of uh, guys who play video games. Nope. But yeah, so Beth gets to the neighborhood because um, she gets a call at, at, while she's sleeping at Art's house. Apparently, Paul don't even care where she at because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and she's sleeping in his apartment with his daughter, Maya, who we have not heard anything about until like right now well it, um it has been mentioned that he does have a daughter we just didn't we had never seen her before yeah i'm just you know wondering if she's gonna show up and then be like think that sarah's beth or something like that that would have been interesting um tina trina uh meets up with her um and she says she's worried about her boyfriend, Aaron, because he went off with some hardcore neos, a black girl and a white guy. Uh, they were going to a neighborhood where all the biohackers are. And he has some time ago had a dentist enter some tiny thing in his cheek as some sort of biometric study. But now he wants it out. And that's the worm. And she watched through a window as uh, they cut his cheek open. And also uh, a cop is in there. Well, they kill him first. Yeah, they kill him. They give they give they give him the gas face. Mm-hmm. And um as they cut his cheek out, a man walks in who had appeared earlier at the police station, Detective Martin Duco, uh, and he expressed concern not about Aaron's treatment, but that he complained and that they aren't gonna be happy. And Roxy plucks a tiny wriggling worm from uh Trina's boyfriend's cutout cheek. And of course, Sarah, who hasn't been noticed throughout this whole thing, even though her big ass eye is just looking through the one broken part of the window. Of course, she stumbles backwards over some shit and makes a gang no, of noise. Beth, not Sarah. Sorry, keep saying Sarah. It, I, I'm just Beth. used to it now. Beth, you got to keep reminding me that for some reason, Beth is the only clone. Yeah, so Beth stumbles backwards. And does that whole thing where everybody hears her make a gang of fucking noise. Like she doesn't know how to creep around and stuff like a real cop. And the cop sees her and runs out the other way. Um, And back in the alley, as Beth makes it all the way downstairs, she gets out to the alley and she looks back expecting to see Duco. But she hears a sound behind her and she spins around and shoots. But instead of Duco, she shot Maggie Chen. Who dies? Now, I will say um, one thing that we didn't mention is like when she got there, she got out and she took a pill of some sort. Like, mm-hmm. so she was she was already she was she was constantly, constantly, she high. Was constantly high. Yeah. But we don't know what the pill was. It might have been Tylenol. 
Might have been Ivy Pros. But um she was that bitch was on Molly Percocet. <laughs> perky set. Got a perky set. Um but she calls Art after she throws up, leaving evidence in the, you know, alley, but ain't nobody going to talk about that. And Art arrives and finds Beth traumatized by the realization she shot Maggie Chen. And before they notify the police, uh, they agree on a story of what happened. And that's when Art places the phone in the victim's hand to make it look like a gun. He has to work with Beth a lot to get the story straight, and she's rather out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, the scene's being investigated by a full police team, and Lieutenant Hardcastle says they will be interviewed by Internal Affairs, but they'll be guided by and under the care of the police union representative, Detective Martin Duco, who conveniently just happens to be there. And he assures Beth that he'll be with her, and yeah, she knows that this is a man that she was running from earlier. Yep, because, you know, of course, MK told her that they were somebody, some, they had people in the police department, and she found out real fast that that's who that was. Mm-hmm. And so Beth goes again to MK's camper, and this time MK is there, but she's concerned that Beth might have been followed. Beth is now also paranoid, seeing new illusion followers everywhere, and she's convinced that Paul is one and starts to regret telling Allison and Kasima that they're clones. I will say this for this scene, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was just me, but like the differences between Beth and MK, MK looked different. Yeah. Like she looked different, like her nose and like, you know, when she was on the side and stuff like that. And it was just like, how did they make her like, look like she's a different person when we know that she's the same person as the rest of them? It was just, it was just kind of, it was just kind of cool. To me, I guess. But she falls asleep, and then when someone wakes back up, Kira's in bed with them, so that means that it has to be Sarah. Mm-hmm. At their safe house in Iceland, the flashback to Beth's story is over, and it's Art calling, telling Sarah there's someone she should talk to, and he hands the phone to a woman wearing a sheep mask. And she tells Sarah that she's called MK. She knew Beth. Nia Lucia knows where Sarah is. They're coming for Kendall, and they should all run right now. The end. This is Martin Lawrence. Run real fast right now. Down the middle of the street wearing a sweatshirt. Right. I I think this is a this is a this is a good setup episode. It wasn't a good leadoff episode. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, I wasn't paying half the attention to it, and I could tell, and I knew everything that happened without even paying half attention. Pretty much, it was just an empty episode. Like they said what they needed to say, but still, it. it... Yeah, they. It, it's. It is. It was the episode only to set the table. Like we ain't got no food yet. Mm-hmm. The thing that made me happiest about the episode, honestly, was seeing Evie Cho because I would like watching her on Working Moms. Other than that, it was like, meh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't, I, I don't, you know, um, I guess it's all right. Uh, I guess the episode was all right, but um, um. I know where this is going to lead, so I'm cool with that. Okay. Then we trust it. 
Yeah. I mean, they. It's boring because Beth is boring. It's boring because she was still keeping everybody else out of the loop. If everybody was in the loop, then it will probably still be boring. But, you know, who knows? I I think I think Beth is. Beth is boring, but in that same way that she's boring, she's also just tragic. 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 Tragedy. So I, I I'm like I, I I know where it's going. So I'm um, I'm excited that we finally got introduced to these characters. I completely forgot about Duco until I saw him. Mm. Completely forgot about Duco. Um and you know, MK, I re- I remember that MK was around. I just didn't remember when she showed up. So when I started this episode, I was like, oh yeah, that's when she comes into this. Another one. And there's a there's a there's a crazy explanation of of MK. The like explaining I don't know, she's Bray White. What the fuck? <laughs> He does wear those masks. He, she could be part of the family or whatever. Hey, yo, Brandon. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't watch wrestling. Do you so watch like... AEW at all, Brandon? Yeah, I watch every week. What'd you think of uh, MJF's uh, pipe bomb? I don't like that term, but I thought it was great. Why don't you like that term? That's kind of corny. Damn. Okay. But it, the promo was great. Yeah, I, I could just, I mean, I know there's some people who I've talked to who are like, this is all real. And I'm like, dude, this is so obviously a promo. Like them cutting it the mic at a certain real. point in time. But it's it done really real. well. It's, it's, it's. No, it, it was real. And then it turned as, into as a, a promo. As, a, as I understand, I was just watching a live stream where they were talking about this before the Sony's uh, state of play presentation. And someone asked him, do they think it was, they think it was real or they think it was a, uh, 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 what they call it? A work Mm -hmm. work. Um, and he said it started off. See, this is the only thing. This is the only reason why I know anything about this. And like, is because he said, no, it started off as real. And then it turned into something else. It turned into, it started real and it turned into a work. Because somebody had to sit down at some point. So I don't know. It's, I don't know exactly what any of that means. I don't know exactly what the fuck's happening here. I was just waiting for fucking the state of play to start. And I was watching Mr. Maddie's stream. Shout out to Mr. Maddie. Um, um, yeah, I was watching his stream and they were talking about this. Apparently he likes wrestling, so. So this to me is still probably number four in the rankings of best like work uh, promos like this. CM Punk is number one, obviously. Number two is The Miz when he was on Talking Smack. And then with number three, uh, I just had him in my head and lost it that quick. This was much better than CM Punk's promo. Really? Not even close. Not even close. I really appreciated CM Punk's work on that one. 
this this was this was much better, much more passionate. It was passionate. Okay. You believed what he was saying? No, I didn't. <laughs> Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, but everything he was saying was the truth. It was the truth. It was. Oh, yeah. The third one was uh, Brian Pillman, who did so well that he was like, hey, you know what will really make people believe this is a real thing? If you release me from my contract. And then niggas released him, and he immediately went to the other company. Yeah, he worked himself into a shit. Mm-hmm. But I can see what you're saying. I mean, and I don't know how it's going to work out overall. I know that him and CM Punk got a uh, are going to go heads up, but I just thought that, that was really interesting. And I got to talk wrestling with Brandon, which made me feel good. I loved it. It was great. So the top review of this episode for this uh, Orphan Black episode, they gave it a two out of ten. And they said, and I quote, I am so devastated. This is one of my favorite shows. I'd even say it was my all-time favorite. We're now on episode four, season four. And I'm afraid to say it's beat me to a pole with a rather large and knobbly stick of boredom. The first episode of season four is completely unnecessary and dare I say dull beyond belief. Sometimes things do not need to be explained. Let the viewer figure out what's going on, please. The first three seasons offer so much intrigue and excitement. Have the writers decided that the show should now appeal to preschoolers? I keep waiting for a subtitle saying she's pulling out a gun now. I'm so sad. The acting was incredible and still is, but the story is hodgepodge and desperate at best. I hate giving up, but my life is precious, and there's some terribly interesting wet paint that needs watching. Yes, there's a lot of explanations of shit in this season. A lot. And and they, they completely go against what they've done so far and what good things do. Which is when when you're watching like TV or or movies or something like that, it's always show don't tell. They do a lot of telling. Mm. A yeah, lot. I'm cool with that. Also, last thing I got, John Stockton said that he remembers when he was a rookie. Larry Bird walked past their bench and said, "I feel like 43 tonight." Then he came out and scored 43 points by the third quarter and checked himself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's so many stories. If you listen to people tell stories about Larry Bird, he would he would actually tell them, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to dribble twice and then I'm going to pull up and you can't stop me. And do like and like he, and like they said. There's a lot of people with stories like that. Like you and like legends that have stories like that. Like fucking Charles Barkley saying the first time he played against Larry Bird, and Larry Bird was telling him everything he was going to do, and he just couldn't fucking stop him at all. Severely underrated person. We underrate yes. him highly because he's a tiny. No, I think we under we underrate him um, because he was a pure point. He was not a scorer, and he was not the kind of guy that. Yeah, but he scored just as much as Chris Paul. In the problem, close to it. Yes, but but you can you if you need to, Chris Paul can win you a game until until the playoffs. But if you need him, he can win you a game in the playoffs. uh, He beat my Clippers last year by dropping forty six. 
I know, but I'm six. just saying, like, like Chris, the the difference between Chris Paul and Stockton is if you if if you need one of them to go get you one, one of them can do that, and the other one cannot. The other one deferred to someone else. I mean, who, who I mean, did not, who did not, who who often didn't rise up to the pressure, and that's the reason why they never won a championship. I mean, but honestly, at I, I think we also got to look at eras, like. John Stockton played in a different era um, where he was like, okay, my job is to set up Carl Malone. Isaiah Thomas with the Pistons didn't have that sort of a option where he would have to get somebody else involved. But then again, Isaiah Thomas would also just light you up by himself. Yeah, well, Isaiah's a, a lot better than John so, Stockton. Yeah. But yeah, John he Stockton is. He is. John Stockton is the all-time leader in assists and steals. And John Stockton ain't no punk. And and that is a that is a a, the assist record. No one thinks that anyone is ever going to take that because John Stockton himself played like nineteen seasons and and averaged like double digits in assists damn near every season and played and played the and played all of the games he was like in the nba's iron man he's he he him missed, he missed they said what is it 29 games in a whole 19 year career yep and most of that was at the end but like to, to, to hear people Heavily talk underrated about but the, the the best story is still the dream team story. You mean where he's walking down the street and points at <laughs> somebody who's wearing the, his face on their shirt and yeah. they still don't know what the fuck he is? Yeah, they, they, he's when they when he takes the walk. Well, for the people who don't know, um, they're they're stuck in traffic. So John Stockton and his family gets out and starts walking the 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 Olympic Village or whatever. Um, they start, they just they just start walking and. They came. They come across someone with the uh, Dream Team caricature shirt on, and he's talking to this person. He's like, "Hey, you like the Dream Team and all this other stuff." And his son is pointing to his picture on that shirt, and this lady has no fucking idea that she's talking to the guy that's on the fucking shirt that she's wearing. My homeboy Jordan. Who was on an episode of the Dream Team with us, Scar, a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Well, not a long time ago, but he was on an episode of the Dream Team with us. Uh, he, his dad owned a restaurant uh, right around the corner from John Stockton's dad's restaurant. And so he got to know the Stocktons pretty well and said that he yeah, was one Stock- of the- Stock- Stockton is a native, right? Yeah, uh, Spokane native. Uh, and and still is out there, still at Gonzaga, still doing his thing. But said that the dude is one of the nicest guys in the world, just funny as fuck, laid back. Except for he got he got he got in a little hot water over the not wanting to wear a mask shit. Yeah, that's oh yeah, he's like, mad maggot now. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about that part. But he doesn't. But he didn't. He didn't. He he didn't he didn't change like John Paxton did. What John Paxton looks like, he is mad at a dude because Tony Stark 
<laughs> built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. Like John Paxson looks like that. Looks like that. Like he that does. He, he does he look like, like Obadiah Stain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Paxson looks like Obadiah Stain now. Uh, he, he he was a very John Stocktonish looking player at the time, but now he looks like Obadiah Stain in a cave with a bunch of scraps. So, Brandon, you got anything coming up? No, I ain't got nothing. Scar, you got anything? Um, no. Um, go go check out Scarcasm. I think we had a pretty good show yesterday. Um, it's going to be out soon, and um, I'm wearing my shirt. Wait, when you say yesterday, since this comes out on Tuesday, that means you had a really great show that came out on Monday? Okay, well, I had a really great show recently. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you should check out Scarcasm. I really enjoy doing, I really it, enjoy doing Scarcasm. Brandon, did you ever hop on? Yes, you, you two of you were together. No, I mean by himself. Yeah, I want to come back. Scarcasm was fun. Yeah, no, I mean by himself. Okay, well, we can work that out. I got you. Because, I mean, having four people on Scarcasm, it's usually like somebody's playing hopscotch. Yeah. and then, and But, like, in the moment you add anybody else, especially someone that knows me pretty well. Chase is not Ch- talking. Chase Chase typically backs away. He kind of does, like, you know, like, like there's a... There's a lot of people who were like fans of the show. And like when they come on to the show, at some point they just become a fan. And like you have to like actually like get them into the show. I can't remember. We did a dream team. We did a dream team. That was Mike. That was Mike Peterson who came on and shut the fuck up. Yeah. It was like, yeah, shit happens, especially when it's you and me on a show. Um, And like, so like people do that shit. They just they that, just they just that, become a fan and they just start listening to the show. And it was like, no, 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 I need you to fucking contribute here. That nigga came on solely to make fun of hit of uh Howard and then shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what, Scar? I've been giving it a lot of thought. I'm going to put all of the Dream Team episodes on a feed somewhere. Fuck yeah, man. I'm gonna do it. And I might just put a disclaimer before, you know what? I won't. I won't. It was ratchet. We were much younger. Much younger. But it was great. Fuck anybody who tries to judge you on that shit. Fuck oh, I'm sure there will be people because we talked about zombies we like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if a chick was a zombie, like how fucked up does she have to be where I wouldn't want to fuck like if Janet Jackson was a zombie, would I get bit? <laughs> would I get bit for that? I'm gonna get bit that day. I'm gonna get bit just so I can hit. <laughs> and that is the not, that not is for Janet Jackson. We that I think that is the that happened on the first episode. That was a that was the third episode. It was the Zilf episode. Z- zombie, I like the fuck. <laughs> but there was yeah, I think there was a but that was one of the only pre-planned segments of that show. Everything else is completely off the cuff. You get exactly what happens when the three of us turn our fucking microphones on. Yeah, it was greatness. I'm going to put that on. I don't know. I'm Also, Brandon, I'm thinking strongly of taking everything off of the hindsight feed other than hindsight 
shows. Yes. And I am working on the overlay. You know, I like that song. Beck did a good job. No, an overlay for streaming. Okay. I'm working on some overlays so that we can stream. Okay. And it look good. Okay. Um, I have a guy in case you need help. Uh, who's really good about it? I just I need to talk with him before I I start doing like video games and shit. But his name is Tiny. He does a show called Game Enthuse, and he's like really, really, really instrumental in the Extra Life uh, charity. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't know how deep this dude was in it, but he's a hero. I fuck, um, I fuck with Tiny. I I, I met Tiny uh, quite a few times. He's good people in, in person. So like I've I've and yeah, he's a good dude. He's, he's really, really good people. And he does excellent work with setting up overlays and whatnot. So if you need any help, which I doubt you do because you're fucking brilliant in your own right, and you also have YouTube and everything to help you out. But if you do need any insight or anything, let me know. I'll link y'all up. Years ago, I bought an overlay package for me to do streaming and recording videos and never actually got around to it. Yeah. That'll be good. I need some help. Okay, for sure. I'm good at YouTube for building stuff. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I am in the tech industry, but the overlay seems more creative than technical, and I'm not very creative. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very artsy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, my artsy brain don't work. <laughs> I'm very simplistic, but my logical brain. And practical brain is very strong, but my art brain, not so much. I can be artsy, but I I don't have the technical know-how to make that work on a digital level. Also, I I um when I get some extra money, I'm gonna try. Oh, I I guess I can say this on the show and surprise you. I'm gonna try to get us some theme music made. Well, I have theme. I have theme music. No, not that. Uh, not the porn music. Uh, uh, like theme music with words. Somebody uh, rapping. Oh, if you need me to write a song, I can do that. You can write a song? Scar, he doesn't know me, does he? Never, not you, well write, you write parody songs. I'm talking about like a rap song. No, dude. Like... I write music. I've heard your parody songs. I've never heard you write a real song. Yeah, no, I I do everything. Like I have old raps of mine, like old music. Like I do everything. <laughs> so we need somebody with a dope voice, like yes. um, like Chuck D. Refuse to lose. Do you know that the the first time that Prince heard Chuck D's voice, it scared him. Damn, I can see that though. He said he was he he was afraid like that that voice. Okay, I can't see that. Scared scared him, like like Chuck D and Ludacris got the two best rap voices. And Brandy and Brandy to the south. Brandy. Brandy, she, you surprisingly enough, I would not be mad if she came out with a rap album. After yeah. Queens, I would listen to that shit. Yeah, and then when she just she just released a um 
shit talking yeah, about Jack Harlow. To that. I, I didn't. I did. I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. You know what? Fuck it. It, it is what it is. Yeah. I think Chuck D has the best rap voice for the East Coast. Luda has the best rap voice for the South. And Snoop represents the West Whoa, Coast. whoa, 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 whoa. Luda over Bun yeah. B? Are we, talking about the, are we talking about the best voice or the most recognizable voice for each side? Bun B's voice is great, too. That's that's close. That's Bun, B, Bun B has a great rap voice, and he make rap sound so easy. I was going to say Scarface. I like Scarface, but his I like, voice is not there with Bun B and Luda to me. I haven't heard a lot of Bun B. I mean, I know of him, and I, I know what he's done. So I've heard, of course, I've heard Big Pimpin'. And yes, his voice is pure South. <laughs> fucking Pimp C absolutely did not want to do that fucking song. He, yeah. He hated the whole idea of being on a Jay-Z song. As he should have, because they did not get paid. It's, yes, they did. Why, they why didn't get paid what it was worth. I don't, that part I don't know, but I'm I'm I know that how you get paid what it's worth before it come out, and he and he absolutely did not want to travel to go do the video shoot, so they had to do a second part of the video shoot in Miami because they were in like the Dominican or something like that for the first part. Um, he didn't want to travel, so he waited till the motherfuckers came back and they did another set uh, setup in Miami specifically because he did not want to go. Because he didn't want to do the shit in the first place. I understand. I seen this video with um, Young Young Jock. What would you say? Easy E had the voice of the West Coast for a while, like the most recognizable I, voice. I love Easy E, but his voice ain't. No. I mean, he don't got a great rap voice. No, he, he doesn't have a great rap he's, voice, but it he's was not, very recognizable. Nah, it's Cube. <laughs> like we, no, we Ice Cube. I'm saying, like for the best voice in the West, I'd say it's Cube. But recognizable, I say it's Snoop and Easy. Snoop's rap voice is better than Ice Cube. Snoop is got a voice that's just the best. Snoop's voice sounds like it's dipped in weed. Like well, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop is as 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 Fat Joe put it, uh, is a hip hop superhero. Like because he could just do anything. Like you, you've heard Snoop do anything. Like he's that nigga did Lottie Dottie. He's been on he's been on West Coast hits. He's been on New York hits. He's been on South hits. He's been on Midwest Midwest hits. Like he's been everywhere, and he fits in perfectly fine everywhere he goes. So okay, so for the West, I would say best rap voice is between Snoop and Cube. For the Midwest, I would say it's between. Oh, also MC Ren's got a great voice too. We don't talk about MC Ren. We, we do not bring that nigga up. That yeah. nigga put out a song about how he had sex with like a 15-year-old girl and her mom at the same time. I do not talk about that nigga. Uh, what, what, okay, so 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 are we pre-accident pre DLC? Woo, that nigga's voice is great. Pre-accident. And, and, and the thing about DLC was he said, literally, my flows are so great, I don't have to cuss. And he didn't He didn't even sound like Will Smith when he said it. <laughs> he, he just, 
came out and floated so excellently that you were like, yeah, this is yeah, the formula. That's, that's, that's one of the most tragic stories in hip hop. Him and, and, and DMC not being able to do that voice anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, DMC, like he used that really high voice for so long, he fucked up his vocal cords. And they said that if he ever tried to really do that again, for real, he could lose his voice forever. Yeah. Um, DMC in the place to be. I went to St. John's university. Do you know that they, that you know why he's called DMC? Because if the if the group thing didn't work, they were just gonna call it Run VMC. Run is also a stupid ass rap name. So yeah, I I mean I'm not even gonna argue that Run DMC is a stupid ass rap name. Yeah, I can't I hurt. just thought that it was his his initials. I never even asked. They they it is his initials. It is his initials. Daryl something. Yeah, so that I I I wasn't it's, even gonna it's, ask. It's, I think it's, his name is Daryl McDaniel's or something like that. But the yeah, but they 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 use that specifically because if the group thing didn't work, they were just gonna call run run VMC. I mean, is it a worse name than LL Cool J? Ladies, Ladies love, love cool, cool James. James. Yeah, I love that. Me too. But like, but like, L, but like LL Cool J. Like, not the not the whole thing out. Not like a tribe called Quest, but like LL Cool J. Like that sounds like a. It sounds like a fucking. It sounds like a fucking dessert. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not like his name is Triple H, which is the worst. That is the worst name. The worst, but I like, mean, at least we knew what it was initially. He he just shortened it. Yeah, he he when when when. But I mean, when he got started, you know, people knew he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but then he didn't want to be that bowing ass British nigga anymore. Yeah, yeah, he was pretending to be all high society and British and highfalutin or whatever the fuck. And then he wanted to be hard. Yeah, but his name is Triple H. Yeah. Like if, if like if I called you quadruple J. Like what are we talking about? That's ridiculous. I mean, but Jeff Jerry called himself double J. They would always say double J Jeff Jerry. And double J stupid too. But it's not as stupid as Triple H. That's the worst moniker in any genre. Rap, movies, wrestling, anything. It's the worst. Comic books. Worse the worst than, monster. Worse than Gilbert. Worse than Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert could be somebody's name. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole Gilbert thing was fucking hilarious. Gilbert. <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. Okay. I, I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. But yeah, no, I I just so Midwest Nelly and Twister, as far as recognizable rap voices. No, it's Busy Bone. Busy Bone don't even know what he be saying. 
He know what he be saying. I bought that nigga's solo album, and I don't know what nine times out of ten what he talking about. But his voice is pretty dope. Busy Bone is special. Like, I, you just gotta... Hey, Busy Bone survived some shit. Yeah, he did, but, like, he's 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 a special dude. So, yeah, and then in New York, Biggie. It's Chuck D. Oh, Chuck Biggie's D. good. Yeah, Biggie's good. Biggie, I, I, oh, my God. If you, if, for me, if I want to make my daughter laugh, all I have to do is just walk to her, start bobbing my head and go, oh. <laughs> she loves every fucking time. Every time I do that shit, she busts out laughing every single time. And then from the South, y'all said Bun B? Yeah, it's definitely Bun B. To me, it's Luda. But Bun B's close. Bun yeah, B. Bun- but Luda's a, a, a radio DJ, so he had the voice. Right. He's got an incredible voice. Yeah, Luda. Um, I still love it when he got on that uh prank show with Method Man and Red Man. <laughs> yeah, but they, they gave him this. They gave him a beat that didn't work, and he's still trying to make that bitch work. And they were like, "Could you come in like a frog at first and give us a ribbit?" <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking with him, and you know what? He tried it. He was just like, "Okay," and he was and he was determined to get that shit. Oh my god. Um, so none of the niggas from the Wu Tang clan then. No. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't say not even meth. Um meth uh, has a recognizable flow, but what I say his is the is one of the best in like it's rec- like all uh, most of the most of Wu Tang are recognizable, but like if I say like sound the best, like had the best voice for this. I wouldn't choose any of them. Like mm-hmm. maybe at, at at the big top boy? of that at the top of that list is what we we're not talking about big boy. Um, actually has a great voice for the south for southern. Yeah, right? yeah. I, we're not we're not talking about big boy ever. Uh, we we're we're never gonna have that conversation. No, right. I'm, we're never gonna have that conversation. Why? Um, I, I'm never going to do that. Nope. Cause I was, I was around doing those rap, um, those rap ranking shows. Um, <laughs> nope. We're not, we're not having this. We're not having this discussion. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I look until then, I didn't realize people even like big boy that much. <laughs> and people, and I get it. But there are some people that will Ride and die with Big Boy, and I'm just like, nigga, how? Like, he's next to the goat. Mm. You hate. I no, I just never, I just never realized that 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 Big Boy was something other than the other dude for most of most of Outcast career. Um, I listened to some, I listened to some of his solo work. I like it. Um, but I don't, I, but it's not something that I ever think about going back to, except for, you know, there's only like one song of his that I really fuck with. Um, I think it's Kill Jill. I think it's, is it called Kill Jill? Um, what's it called? Um, it's not Kill Jill or is it? I don't know. Anyhow. Um, yeah, yes, it is. It is Kill Jill. I really like that song. Um, 
but yeah, but we we're not going to have this conversation. Okay. But um, but Andre, yes, absolutely, he sounds absolutely phenomenal on everything except when he decides to sing a whole song. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear just the same way I feel about Childish Gambino. I don't want to hear him sing a whole song. Sorry. I don't. You want to be careful talking about Childish Gambino ever. I know. I know. I'd rather hear him rap. I'm sorry. I'd rather hear him rap. You know what? I'll be real with you. I like him better when he sings sometimes because um, the stuff that he put out not this is America, but um, Stand Tall, that's a good song. And the beats are really luscious. Like, he switches like up Donald beats Glover. and everything. Huh? I like Donald Glover. Yeah, no, he's dope. I like, I he's like, super the, talented. I love talented people, period. I, I like the rapper, not the singer. I feel the exact same way about Kanye. Not me, because Donald Glover can actually sing. You know, that's the one Kanye album I can say I never really got into was 808s and Heartbreak. 808s um, hits different when you actually had some real shit like that happen to you. I'm in love with you. (gasps) (laughs) Once you notice that, it's the FedEx arrow. Once you notice that shit, you can never (laughs) unnotice it. Like Every time that fucking song comes on, that's all I can hear is him breathing. I'm in love with you, like you want me to. <laughs> like you want me to. <laughs> that shit is so fucking noticeable. Like, sound like you're crying. Once you hear it, that's how you sound when you cry on auto tune. Scar, you know who else had a good voice? Shine. But Shine's voice was, but, was but, Biggie like. Yes, it was. It was so Biggie like. I don't. I. I don't know if I would put him on. It, but you can't put him on the same level as Biggie because if you do that, now you know you have to add Gorilla Black. And I was gonna say that. And Gorilla Black is his his. He has two good songs. One of them is because of Nate Dogg. You know what? Um, Big Crit. I do love his voice. His voice is dipped in South. Uh, Big Crit is basically Pimp C. Yes. Like I said, I hadn't heard a lot of Pimp C. <laughs> Big Big Crit is basically Pimp C. Like most most of his, it, he is like if if Pimp C and Andre Three Thousand had a baby, it's Pimp C. I mean, it's 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 Big Crit, especially on early Crit. Early Crit is heavy Pimp C. That's why I said, like, fucking, like, when they just did that versus, I figured they 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 should invite Crit or Megan The Stallion to do all Pimp C's versus, like, because they both do their best impression of Pimp C. I mean, yeah. All right, so you can leave a voicemail. Let us know what y'all think about this whole rap talk. I mean, I don't know. Are are some of our listeners are black? I know that. And then there's Joe. What up, Joe? Oh, I forgot. We forgot the most the most important Southern rapper that sounds amazing on fucking everything. Who? Ross. Ross sounds fucking phenomenal on everything. Like there is nothing that Ross doesn't sound good on. Like his his voice just fits everything. 
And he is one of the best beat pickers. In, in he's one of the best I would say Little Wayne over Ross, though. Fuck no. Little Wayne's voice is highly. Juvenile is much better voice than Lil Wayne. Yes. I would say Juvenile over Lil Wayne, but neither of them can see Ross. Okay, so what are we looking for in terms of best voice? I don't know. Juvenile, like, if you listen to High, like, that's just, like, that just screams New Orleans to me. Yes. But then right behind him, I was saying, well, not even right behind him. I had Lil Wayne. His voice is just, but yeah, I feel you. I, I think Lil Wayne fucked up his sound when he started leaning heavily into the auto tune. Like it just, it just sounds like auto tune shit now. Like it's not, it doesn't sound like how like l- the Lil Wayne we 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 know and love basically. Like he that that dude's gone, and what we're left with is auto tune. <gasps> So 916-633-1537. Um, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I am on Twitter at uh, Ratchet Book Club. And the show is RTO Podcast. Buy the shirt. Um, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify or on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Um, thank you to everybody who leaves a review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Yo, dog, if you if you haven't seen it, I know this is supposed to be evergreen content, but watch Obi-Wan before you get spoiled because that shit is fucking dope. I have not yet seen it. I might watch it tomorrow, but I've been watching Stranger Things season four. I, I, I ain't made it there yet. I, I can get spoiled on Stranger Things. I'll be all right. I'm, I, you don't want to get spoiled on this. Trust okay. me. For sure. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Oh, Scar. Yeah. Your favorite uh, video game that isn't Mass Effect is coming out on the Switch. What what game is that? Knights of the Old Republic. If they're doing they're doing a remake, and the remake is going to be PlayStation first. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what they're what they're going to change. Um, yeah, I'm interested. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.
The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you're 